0: Hey, this is Nathan. And this is Thomas. Today on Not the Pastor, we have special guest Caleb McKenzie, who is the associate pastor at a church in Puyallup, Washington. Try saying that name five times fast. And he has been there for a good number of years, been a youth pastor for like 15 years, been the associate pastor there for 13 or 14. And he's going to talk with us about bivocational ministry, working a full-time job on the side, as well as being just neck deep in the ministry there at his church. He's got some good insights, some good tips, some good help for us. I think it'll be some good content for you today. But before we get into that, We'd just like to thank all of you who on a regular basis give us reviews, give us feedback. And as a matter of fact, we have one review that we wanted to read for you today before we get into the show. So Thomas, would you go ahead and read that comment for us? So we have a comment today from Seth Aninson. He sent this to me, dude, you guys killed
1: it again this week. We're in the middle of a safety and security revamp and have been needing helpful content lo and behold you guys have provided content and contacts thank you sure appreciate the feedback there from seth and the kind words we get so much joy out of reading those and read every single one of those comments so thank you for that we're going to jump in to the episode today with caleb mckenzie Why don't we just start off, jump in. Thanks so much for being here. Appreciate you yes. coming in and taking time to do that with us. Why don't we just start by telling us about yourself, where you're at? Sure.
2: Will do. Um, first off, I, I'm i thrilled that we'll be here. Thank you for asking me to do this. When you uh, originally uh, reached out to me on it, I've been excited about it ever since. So um, so I've been looking forward to this. As far as myself and, and where I am, I was born into a pastor's home. My dad was a church planner. Um, I was born and raised in the Northwest, and it is kind of one of those, it's where my heart has always been. Born in Astoria, Oregon, lived there until I was nine, and and then we uh, were at Pacific Coast Baptist Bible College for a year, and then Heartland for a year, uh, before coming here in Puyallup, Washington in 99, uh, and here I'm able to be the youth pastor for, let's see, this summer was 14 years. I've been the youth pastor here. And then this November will be 12 years as the associate pastor here.
1: You work with your dad. Is that right?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a huge blessing. I talk to guys all the time that tell me they're not sure that they could work under their, under their dad or alongside their dad. And and honestly, it's, it's one of those I feel I feel blessed that it works with our relationship and that we're able to. It it's it's a wonderful thing. I I love that my kids get to go to church and see dad and grandpa yeah. working side by side. It's a great thing.
1: Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Mother McKenzie, we sure appreciate the fact that you get to work there with your dad. But you got kind of a maybe not unique in the you're not the only person I know that works a second job alongside of ministry, but definitely a cool perspective here you get to share with us about the nature of of that second job tell us about what you do and then why that
2: sure sure so i am i i've won since i was a young kid i've known that god had called me in the ministry and like a lot of people who who know that young i had no idea what exactly that meant um, yes but 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 knew that you know he was leading me in in that way, and and while I was young, my dad was an iron worker, so I I grew up seeing my dad who had a trade, and for my brother and myself, actually both of us are are plumbers, and it was something my dad had encouraged. And his thing was, um, no matter how big or small a town that God takes you to, if they have running water, they're eventually going to need you.
1: That's awesome. Yes. good.
2: So uh, he kind of helped push us in that way. Um, and, and I guess not push isn't the right way to put it, but helped encourage us to, to look at a trade and, and it does take some training. There was time involved in it. I started plumbing when I was 17 years old, so have been in it for, for a while, but it really has been one of those that, that has been a huge blessing at this point now have my own business that I run and we can kind of get into that as we go, but, um, but has been a huge blessing as well
0: how long did it take you to from beginning to end to go through the training to become a plumber and, and, and be able to go out and make money doing that?
2: Um, so it varies by state and, and even in, in the state, it varies on, on what you're doing. Um, I do residential plumbing. So with, with residential, it's a three-year apprenticeship and then the test with commercial in Washington state, it's four years. And I think they might have actually bumped that up even more than that. And, And I know other States are different. So it, it varies a lot in some of those ways but in every state it's similar in the fact that it's an apprenticeship you have to start out working under someone you know that that knows the trade
0: yep yep and are were you making money that whole time that you were going through the training is it on the job training okay
2: so so mine was all on the job training and and every every place that i know of, that's what they do is is an on the job training
1: then what ways have you felt like that Jesus has used your your trade there that you have to further either ministry or maybe your own personal growth? How, how has that been a help to you in what you're doing there in Puyallup?
2: In a couple of ways. Um, I am really, This is going to sound funny, maybe to some, I am really pro the bivocational ministry idea because it it becomes really easy if church is all you see to encourage the others in the church to go be a witness and other than you know cold calling the pastor isn't Um, whereas for myself at least and i know that's not gonna be the case for everyone but for myself at least it, it has opened up the opportunity to have a relationship with people that i see on a regular basis outside of the church building that I'm able to be a witness to. It also, for for me, my company that that my brother and I have is Parsons Plumbing. And you would be shocked how few people know what a parson is anymore, which gives me all sorts of opportunity when people say, well, your name's not Parson. This is your company. Why is it Parsons Plumbing? And I get to, then, you know, my customer is bringing up what it is I do, and I'm able to have that open door as well. So it's opened up some opportunities through that as well, just to be able to, to talk to people, even in, even if in just a small way to tell them, um, you know, where I am and what I believe a little bit and, and just opens up, opens up some doors.
0: And and just in case any of our listeners are wondering, a parson would be like a clergyman or, or like a pastor or something like that. Just just right, throwing that right. out there. Did, did you have to look that up? Yeah, I had to double check on Google there just to make sure I knew what I was talking about yeah. before I looked dumb. Yeah, but, fair enough. Uh, just just in case any of our listeners, that, that was for them, not me. That was for right, them. Right. Well, we of all course, knew what yeah. that meant, of course. So. Yeah, of course we did. Yeah. Uh, good. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're primarily engaging uh, customers then with the gospel or would this, would you have other employees that work with you or or is it just you and your brother?
2: So my brother, actually, we we have this company together. He lives three hours North of me and runs uh, a branch up there. And then I am down here in Puyallup. I do have right now uh, one guy who's working for me. So it's, it's customers, it's my employee, it's contractors that I get to talk okay, to. Okay. Um, so so quite a few different people that that I see every day.
1: Yeah. I love the way that you put that. Sometimes we get so insulated and it's really helpful to break outside of that. And I know I know guys do that different ways, but a job is a really, really natural way yeah. to do that. And so I, yeah. I
2: love that. Right, yeah, an in, in unforced way. Um, growing up, I was homeschooled, so I'm used to finding ways to be able to to reach people that are outside the church. You know, whether as a kid, whether that was being involved in sports or you know what whatever, whatever other extracurricular things, so that you're able to be around others to be a witness. So to me, that you know, looking for other outside ways to be able to to build a relationship with people kind of comes. Uh, comes
1: natural, right? We don't have a lot about this in the Bible, but I think that Paul would have used some of that time sitting in a marketplace, sewing a tent together, yeah, to use that as a way to share the gospel as well. I think that's a sure. pretty pretty logical leap there for the way that Paul would have done ministry. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good. I
2: think so. <laughs>
1: yeah, I can stay super busy with full time ministry. I mean, there's always visits to make for church people, lessons and preaching to be ready for all the stuff that's involved in church ministry and in a smaller church, there's some secretary stuff that is my job. Those kind of things can fill up our time. And then you add on a job on top of that, that that's a terrible uh, balance to (laughs) hold, I feel like. And so, so how do you do it? You work a full-time job. How do you balance work, ministry, family? How do you get that tension between those? How do you do that? Sure. Sure.
2: I don't know that I always do it well, but but I really think it's a it's a matter of making sure where your priorities are. Okay. Um, you know, I, I really think that's where we often mess up in in ministry, let alone by vocational ministry. I think it's where we often mess up in ministries. We get we get so focused on the the busyness of ministry and focused on on work that that often I think our families wind up taking a back seat and and this is you know just me for a moment but i think we're losing way too many ministry families to the world because because they're getting neglected so so it really you know is a is a matter in my mind of 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 setting that priority figuring out where that is I, i'm big about my family and and i'm big about my family always being a part of of my ministry i i tell my kids all the time. It's not my ministry. It's, it's our ministry. So when I go to the church early Sunday mornings to get stuff ready for church, my, my family comes with me and they all have their assigned tasks that they're doing, you know, whether that's, whether that's putting batteries and microphones or, you know, my youngest fills up the water glasses that go up on the, on the platform, you know, whatever, whatever it is, their job is, they all, have their ministries trying to make it so again it's it's ours as far as as balance with work i I don't know to me it's never been that hard of a thing i've always just seen it as work is a necessity um but not the priority over my family or over my ministry so you know even when working jobs for other people i in my interviews to get hired, I told past bosses that when stuff from for church comes up, I'm not requesting a day off. I'm telling you, I'm taking days off, and, and I've never had a boss give me a problem about it. They often, you know, kind of are taken back when I say that in an interview, but then when it comes up, it's never been uh, it's never been a problem. I figure as long as I'm honest with them and tell them that's what I'm gonna do, because my my church and my ministry is more important, and I. In my mind, if I'm following or doing what what God wants me to do in my ministry, then he's going to take care of the work side of things. So um, to me, my my family and my ministry is the part I need to balance. And the work side of it, God will take care of that.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Brother, Brother McKenzie, going back to owning your own business. Yeah. Uh, how does that play into the balance? Because I could see that kind of going either way. On one hand, you're your own boss, so right. <laughs> you don't have to worry about are you going to get the is my boss going to approve my time off or not. But on the other hand, I right. could kind of see work going home with you.
2: I, I definitely think I mean there is some some validity to that. You know, when you work a job, you clock out and you don't have to think about it anymore. You go home and you you know, you move on to whatever's next. And, and with having your own business, there is some of that. And and it's something I've had to, I've had to work on. I've had to learn over this, over this last little bit of at a certain time of day, I turn off the business and I need to focus on, on my family and, and simple things, you know, turn off my cell phone and just leave it in another room type deal so that I can, I can be with them. And as far as, you know, the time off and all that, yeah, it, It presents challenges because especially when it's, when you're running your own small business, if I'm there or if I'm not, nothing happens. So that, you know, it can present some challenges in that, but, but God really has blessed and taken care of that side of things. So that teen camp comes up or any of those, it's just never a question. I'm just unavailable that week and, you know, whatever it is going on at the church, I'm just unavailable to work and the rest of it's going to have to figure itself out until I get back.
1: It sounds like one of the things that you just mentioned was like managing your expectations up front for customers or um, employers. If you have those, have those conversations that are difficult to start, then you don't have to have them every time you're fighting for a moment off or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's good.
2: And I'm very upfront. Like, you know, I have contractors that I, that I do work for and I'm very upfront with them that, Hey, you know, if it's team camp, I'm going to be gone that week for team camp I'm unavailable I'm not going to have my phone you won't be able to get a hold of me you know and it's just what it is and kind of that same idea just be upfront with it upfront and again god takes care of it from there
1: yeah that's good I feel like that that's also an important part here The reason we have to have second jobs is because we can talk about the fact that we want to do ministry and those kind of things. I think that's an important part to keep in our mind. But honestly, we need the money, too. That's the primary driving force behind me looking for a second job is the fact that I needed the cash. Right. With that, then also have to trust that Jesus knows what he's doing and we talk to church members about oh you need to trust Jesus with your finances right. you need to tithe you need to give and trust Jesus but as staff people it's probably important to keep that in our oh, yeah. mind too yeah. i know i've had to struggle with that at times <laughs> <laughs> just that, do i take the promotion and have to work wednesday nights or do i say no to the promotion right those kind of things come up
2: those things definitely definitely do i mean it seems like there is that constant Attack on uh, what are where is your priority? You know, is it is it really in your your family and your ministry, or is your priority really in hey, I really need the money to pay this bill? And rather than saying you know, know what, I I'm gonna stay faithful to what I know God's called me to do and trust He's gonna handle the rest of it.
1: So how then would you adjust that when we find that when we find life getting out of balance? I think the key
2: is to, to start with our relationship with God. If, okay. if I have my relationship with God where it needs to be, then the balance of my family, my ministry, and my work are all going to fall in line where they ought to be. But so often what happens when we hit those busy seasons, and, and even for for those of us in ministry. So often when we hit those, those seasons of busy, what suffers first is our relationship with God. And so as soon as that happens, all the rest of it gets thrown all out of whack because, well, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm too busy preparing messages to read my own Bible. And, and that just, it throws everything off.
1: I appreciate that. It just reminding us that we all have to be all have to be right with God. Yeah,
2: keeping that that relationship with Him as our focus, and and again, keep letting Him continue to line the rest of it out where it needs to be.
1: The McKinsey, what it would be some advice that you might give to a guy who's getting ready to start, but there's not paid staff positions around. Sure
2: everyone's case is going to be you know, a, a little different. For some, a route like I went of, of going into a trade works. For some, you know, doing similar like you were, were talking about earlier of you know, just a, the job here or there to, to make the difference type thing. You know, for everyone, that's gonna be a little bit different and I, I think I'm sounding a little bit like a broken record in this, but remember your priorities and keep them in the right order. I mean, I, I just, I feel like I can't possibly say that enough for myself, even remembering that I, that I've got to keep my relationship with God, right, that that's got to be my number one priority. And I, I have to focus on, on my family, because if I'm not ministering to my family, I can't minister to anyone else. And, and then my ministry, and then the work things after that. Cause if I can't, so good. if I can't trust God to take care of the work things as the last priority, how can I trust him with my relationship with him or with my family or with my ministry?
1: It's good. Yeah. Reminds me of some uh, piece of advice that I was given as I was graduating college. A good friend just said, Hey, if you're making choices, he knew I was going to a, a bivocational kind of position. And he said, mm-hmm. Hey, make sure you're making choices that lead towards ministry. What he was talking about. He didn't say it just the way that you did but he was just saying hey remember that the work of Jesus is bigger than the yeah. work for your boss and right. so yeah. it was helpful to remember amid many many of my decisions went like I mean, we talked about hey the promotion do you want that but you might have to work you know a wednesday night or two right. a month and and i just remember him looking at me across the foyer saying no, keep headed towards ministry make yeah. decisions that yeah. get you closer to that not farther away yeah. and good. help me to turn those things down when
0: they weren't in line with that it was helpful. Yeah. Brother McKenzie, I, I appreciate too you pointing out that God does work differently in different people's mm-hmm. situations. He he is so unique in how he works in each situation. I I just even think how as you mentioned in my own situation as I tried to do what you were talking about and just honoring those priorities. The schedule was a big issue. And so it, it might not be that with the schedule everybody could go and get training and be a plumber and work full time. I mean, that just has certain requirements on it that um, somebody might not be able to meet. And this particular interview isn't telling people the only way you can do this right is go out and be trained and get some (laughs) trade such as an electrician or a plumber. and, And that's how you should do it. It's more just, I think what you're saying is, is that honoring those priorities, God will lead you to the right. Yeah, second job, if, if that's the position you're supposed to fill. I, I just even think for myself that how that was a bus driver for a, a local uh, school district here and just how he clearly led me into that in mm-hmm. his timing. And then through COVID-19 very clearly showed me and even my pastor in our church that it was time for me to be done there sure. and just recently transitioned into, into full-time ministry in, in the middle of a pandemic. Never would have thought going into this that church would be giving me a raise and taking me on full-time. But just confident that, like you said, just honoring the priorities that led to a job where it gave me the schedule that I needed to get a little bit of extra money, but yet still take care of the responsibilities at at church. And it was actually really neat, just kind of the icing on the cake, is that right before God took me out of that job, I got to lead one of my coworkers to the Lord, who she was retiring, never would have seen her again. And now she's a faithful member of our church. She's gone through, gone through discipleship. And, and this interview is not about me <laughs> again. It's just, I think highlighting what you're describing yeah. there, Yeah. just okay. with honoring, honoring those priorities that God has you and how he, he takes care of those details. And, and it's just sweet to see him work in that way. Yeah,
2: that's exactly right. The, the, yeah. He'll, he'll line out the details and he can take care of all that. I don't have to worry about that side of it. And, and you're exactly yes. right. What's, what's right for one guy isn't what's right for another. I'm, I I said, you know, I'm, I'm pro the bivocational idea, but that doesn't mean it's what everyone ought to do. I I don't think it, you know, ought to be everyone comes out of Bible college and immediately gets a full-time paid position. I don't think on the other side that it ought to be everyone comes out of Bible college and goes and gets a job. I mean, I think it's a matter of we need to seek what God wants for us and go that route.
0: And he can make that clear to you in time. Yeah, That's
1: great. I do think though, as a counterpoint to that, having come from Bible college, right? And looking Mm -hmm. around going, Hey, I wanted a full-time job, right? Right? I wanted a full-time job and it took a while for me to come to the spot that maybe Jesus didn't want that for me. Yes. I guess the, the plea that I would like to leave is don't say no only because there's not a paycheck. Yeah, yep. God's bigger than that and he can work that out. Yep.
2: He can work out the details and, and I think a lot of times people will turn down God's will Because it's not what they wanted, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't fit that bill of a full-time position and they don't want to have to do the working outside of the ministry because it's hard. And and I will freely admit that. (laughs) Um, So they'll, they'll pass by. What may be God's will in their life because
1: they don't want that hard. No, that was a temptation for me. And so sure. um, imagine
0: that I'm not the only person that it would uh, <laughs> be like that. And so. Well, and Thomas, take this for what it's worth that it, you're what you've mentioned there just reminded me. I, I feel like it was. It took me about five years, but it was finally when I got to the point where I just kind of stopped caring about eventually being full-time <laughs> ministry that God was finally like, okay, here you go. I was like, oh, what's okay now? Okay. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I was making that an idol or something. I don't know, but God, God, his timing was perfect and all that. So,
1: Well, we're getting close, I think here to the end of our time together. So brother Caleb, what would be maybe just one piece of advice that you'd like to leave with our listeners today.
2: So I'm going to go, I guess, in a direction. Um, I I know I've I've listened to every one of your podcasts, so I knew this was how you're going to end. And so I've been thinking yeah. on, you know, what would I say with that? And I'm going to go in a direction we really haven't talked about in this at all. But perfect. But I think honestly for myself was was very helpful. I I had someone when i first started as the associate pastor here i had um, an associate pastor of another church who's a friend of mine who he told me he took me aside and he said you are an extension of the pastor and his thing was as as staff in a church you are the extension of the pastor and figure out how he thinks and what he likes, and what will ease his mind, and do that. Um, so that, so that then the pastor can focus on what he needs to do, and, and, and for, you know, kind of a way to end it, or some sort of advice to give, that's the best advice I think I can give to anyone who is, who is on staff, or going on staff, is figure out your pastor. And do what puts his mind at easy. In my mind, if, if your pastor is always having to check on you to make sure you did what he asked, or he's always having yeah. to defend you, or you aren't doing your job, you didn't come on staff to show off your leadership skills. That's
1: good. You yeah, came on
2: staff good. to ease the pastor's burden regardless of what your position on staff is if it's associate pastor to janitor it doesn't really matter yeah figure out what your pastor's
0: vision is and mirror it that is so so good i think i needed to hear that love it i think that's a good good way to end just today so thank you
1: so much for the time here brother brother caleb sure thank you the time you came on and the wisdom you shared with us hope it can be a help It was a a pleasure getting to talk to you guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you.
0: Well, we sure have enjoyed the talk today with Brother Caleb McKenzie. We hope you have as well. And if that's the case, we would love to hear from you. Please sign in there to iTunes. Leave us a comment. Leave us a five-star review if you've enjoyed the show, if it's been a help to you. Again, that would just help more people hear about the show, get that helpful content before more people. And then also, we would love to hear from you on Facebook. You can go there to facebook.com backslash not the pastor leave us a comment send us some things that you're enjoying about the show or maybe some things that you would love to hear on the show in the coming weeks again that's facebook.com backslash not the pastor. and until next week this is not the pastor